Hey, everyone. This week, we have some super exciting news. The Bestow Curse podcast trailer is up and the feed is live starting tomorrow, May 21st. To find this feed, you can go to your favorite podcast app and search for the Bestow Curse podcast. Alternatively, you can input the RSS feed in this episode description into your favorite podcasting app to go straight to it. We have multiple player intros that will be released leading up to the first episode, but the first three full episodes launch on June 4th. So get that feed into your app and subscribe today so you don't miss any of the new stuff that's dropping. Thank you all again for the tremendous support that you give us and keep being awesome. Welcome to episode 145, Undercolor Mother. and things that go boo, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 145 Haley, what you drinking over there? I've got a cup of water and a pineapple white claw. All right. All right. Upgrades. Is it any good? Have you had it? Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Emily, what you drinking? I'm drinking something a little bit different tonight. I have a guava LaCroix. And before anyone gets too upset... I am, I guess, celebrating the fact that my immune system hasn't gone off the rails with my COVID vaccine. So uh, in honor of that, not drinking alcohol tonight so that it doesn't get any worse. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> lucky you. Because <laughs> Moderna's been absolutely fucking me for two days in a row. So you've been absolutely laid out by this vaccine. Yeah, I had a fever for about... 36 hours so wow it was uh but i'm good now worth it to be vaccinated yeah. uh and i'm i'm drinking a drink from our buddy eric good friend of the show aka 10 lawn gnomes steve and i are sharing it and i think brooks has a sip of it as well what's it called steve yeah, so Eric actually uh, picked up us uh, a few different crawlers. This one's called a Mr. Tractor. The place that it's from is called Crooked uh, Crooked Can Brewing Company. That's in Hilliard, Ohio, and it's a Kolsch. A Kolsch, yeah. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet, so here goes. Oh, that's easy drinking. Yeah, it's nice, easy drinking. Tastes great. Yeah, and you know, those crawlers. It's very tasty. Those crawlers get... Uh, Get two pints and some change in them. Yeah. So that's pretty neat. Brooks, you have the Patreon beverage this week. What do you got over there? Yes. Uh, Mr. Bipolar Pop-Tart uh, was was very thoughtful. And Indiana Irish Cream. Didn't know where that name exactly came from. But, I thought it was an uh, Indiana Irish coffee. Or uh, Irish coffee. Yeah. Yes. In which case... For some reason, they feel the need to call it an Irish coffee, even though it's clearly from Indiana, whatever this is. And there's no <laughs> corn in it. Is it just, is it like any coffee with liquor in it automatically becomes an Irish coffee? Well, the thing is, there's no coffee in this drink. It's just coffee flavored alcohol. It's a series of masks <laughs> all the way down. Right? Just a whole. A whole series of questions going on here with uh, salted caramel vodka, whipped cream vodka, rum chata, coffee liqueur, and Kahlua. Hey, can we come back for a second for a joke here? Uh, this can be inserted a little earlier to make me sound really funny. Bipolar Pop-Tart, a series of masks. Was he Dr. Fauci? That was pretty good, right? <laughs> no. Just cut the whole thing out. <laughs> sucked, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was really bad. Wow. Wow, uh, boy. <laughs> I mean, hey, bad, bad boys take big swings. 
<laughs> bad boys. Sometimes we take big L's too. I right? think, yeah, I think bad boys <laughs> need to hit the driving range a little bit. They're going to take swings like that. Well, I think we need to do a roll off here. I think it's everybody but Brooks this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, and, and me too. I, I I don't. Oh, you went. Okay. All right. I got a lucky thirteen. Got a nine. I got a one. Uh, mm. class, oh, boy. Classic fashion. I'm sure you're going to give yourself rough drinks because of rolling that natural one. Right, Emily? Actually, the next drink on the that goes up on the pole is not a fun one. And I'm so sad because mm. I know what it is. Go ahead. You know the line. Uh, no, I'm not going to ask for anything. <laughs> I just know the drink that's going on the pole is not good, but there are good options on the pole. Yeah, There's still a chance. Say. But but you're don't not saying like don't yeah don't choose one over the other but you did roll a one so should, you know it, it should in in good conscience be the worst thing that's on there or the patrons could take pity on me and give me something oh, nice <laughs> but you'll be so healthy I mm. should be by then yeah so I guess I can take it you heard it here first uh-uh, fooled you. Oh, and now it's recorded too. I can't take it back. Well, well, gang, you had you had quite a combat, uh, a a first in these tunnels underneath and Diamete House, or presumably underneath. You you went through a phase door, so you're not really sure where this is. But you fought a bunch of scum and a large scum barbarian. They appear to be living down here. You also found the corpse of Cassius Undiomede and his journal, which you didn't really have a ton of time to read before engaging in combat. Uh, Freya expertly walled off one of the passages here. And... Where we left you guys, I think Matumbe was out cold, but the rest of you heard singing coming from deeper in the caverns. And so that's where we find our party. Point of order. Very close to out cold, but I was up at the end, at least. You had blood in your ears. You couldn't hear it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, probably from yeah. your brain being crushed by a giant barbarian. After losing over 100 hit points in that encounter, yes. Yeah. So what's the plan, guys? Healing up, probably. Definitely healing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Freya makes her rounds healing up the rest of the party as she herself maintained, uh, by the end with all of the channels, full health. So she goes around and she gives a little, uh, some words of wisdom to the party, uh, giving them some advice like... Eclipse heals herself. To, ig- to ignore the words of advice. <laughs> oh, that's fair. This is mostly, I guess, directed at the boys who were taking the most hits. If you walk right in front of the weapons, they're bound to hit you. Try another way. I can't keep healing you all combat. No, no that's cool, Emily. I, I'll, 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 re- I'll remember to be a smart ass when I'm the healer in the stars. My fault. Dear me, bear. Whatever were we thinking? (laughs) You know, if only there was a way that we could have known this before. All of the trouble would have been gone. And you know what, Freya? Uh, Since you know how to be so agile in the front of combat and dodge out of things in a way... Or and not get in the way. You can't be in the begin uh, in the front, if you like. That's the beauty of it. You just don't let them get up close to you. You let them come to you, or you shoot them from far away. That's my whole tactic. <laughs> then you will be the first one through the door and. Be able to exercise your right to let them come to you. Well, if you guys are healing up, this might be a good opportunity to take a closer look at the journal. Yeah, I'll pop that bad boy open. Sure. 
So you're reading through entries here and you find a description of Cassius's first meeting with the neighbors, although it's not really described. They're not physically described, but the text gives the impression that the neighbors are something other than human. This makes sense with, uh, it lines up with almost all the information you've gotten so far. The journal also mentions the neighbor's home. It describes submerged tunnels at the bottom of Avalon Bay at the base of the Turn Rocks. Hold on. Point of point of order. Is that a separate thing from their home, or was that a continuation of that little clause? Uh, you find you find another entry that describes the na- the home of the neighbors. The home of the neighbors, which is which is okay. A is submerged tunnels at the bottom of Avalon Bay at the base of the Turn Rocks. Um, later entries detail his eventual lordship and the institution of the fostering pact between Cassius and the neighbors. And that's where you find that entry that you had read last time. I can only ensure the health and prosperity of Baytown and my own line by giving the neighbors what they require, yada, yada, yada. Um, So of note that you didn't really know is that potentially where the neighbors actually live is at the base of the turn rocks. You remember the turn rocks from your, um, I guess, saving of Horace Croon. That's where he was um, exploring, I guess, with his submersible. At least we finally know why we need to use the sub. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess as he's reading through this, Matumbe will kind of perk up. Ah. The neighbors down bay. Not down the bay. Down in the bay. I see what they were doing there. Clever wordplay. <laughs> it took a while, but it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> if if that's all that's in the journal, how about uh on the on these scum and on that big brute, anything of note, any treasure or loot, or even in this room if we look around a little bit? Sure, the scum just have uh, mundane gear. Mm-hmm. The big brute guy has a masterwork heavy shield. A This is notably medium-sized, uh, plus one defending great axe, and an amulet of natural armor, plus two. Well, that amulet of natural armor should probably be um, helpful to most of us here, I would think. I've got one at a plus one. I have one at a plus two already. I have a plus one, but after her sage words of advice, she will not be trying to take it. I've got a plus one. Roll off for it? Hell yeah. All right. She's she's all yours. Natural one. <laughs> I was going to say I got a 14. I was a little bit worried by that face. Yeah. I didn't know if it was really good or really bad. Yeah, it could have gone either way. But yeah, Matumbe takes it off. I may have fallen during this combat, but I know who needs this more than I. <laughs> but yeah. Eclipse, would you grace me by taking this? Oh, thanks, Matumbe. I can heal you, maybe, if Freya won't. Yes, I was detecting a little sass from that one. <laughs> I think my days of squeaking by on her healing are numbered. <laughs> As you search the room among the scum's uh, strange personal belongings and bits of rubbish are a dozen gems, a brooch, and two bracelets. Uh, they all appear to be made of fish gold. Those are worth the brooch and the uh, bracelets are worth 450 gold altogether. The gems appear to be like 50 gold each, so 600 gold total. Are you calling it a brooch because we're in the brooding chamber? A brooch. I didn't want to broach the subject. <laughs> yeah, it's a brooch. That's us. <laughs> I mean, we're in we're in the chamber. Well, you see. To the west, a passage that leads deeper. Freya walled off any other options. 
Has the singing been going on this entire time? Yeah, it comes in kind of short bursts. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, take off haste, everybody. Since we're probably going to get into a combat here. And, and I guess clarifying thing about that singing, um, it, it was your voice at the end of that episode. Did it sound to our characters like Lyra? Because that's a song that Lyra sang and we knew about. I don't think she ever sang it to you. It was in a, it was in a, a flashback. flashback as her as a little kid. I thought it was in, uh, I might be wrong about this, but I thought it was in one of the episode 100 things. No. Well, no, that was her singing the, oh no, yeah, I guess, I, I think guess Freya, that was. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. her It was singing. in Freya's thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Freya would be the only one. Freya right. would have been the only one that heard her too, but that would have been her as a child. So, mm. I mean, it sounds like, a, it sounds like a woman's voice. But you you know Freya's singing voice, or you know uh, Lyra's singing voice. It, um, I mean, it doesn't necessarily sound too different from that. Okay. We shall steal ourselves. I fear that we will find something very unpleasant in this upcoming chamber. So then we should walk through in party order as though we could be attacked. Sure. As you walk down the hall here, I guess hall is the right word, even though it's just a tunnel, um, you see this faint glowing and it kind of radiates in the hallway, appears to be coming from the room you're headed towards. This can't be good. I'm going to pop a po- or an extract of enlarged person. I'm going to get big. Okay. Let's say there's only a couple spots in this hall where you would be squeezing. Otherwise, you'll be fine. Yeah. There's another thing you notice as you walk down the hall. It's, it's not damp like the rest of the tunnels. In fact, it's, it's dusty. When you step on the ground, it kicks up dust clouds you're breathing in dust it maybe makes you cough you enter on a large high ceiling cavern that's mostly dry and covered in this thin layer of dust it's faintly illuminated by patches of violet fungi presumably the glowing on the walls and the ceiling there's a wide pool of clear water that stands just inside the entrance a pair of ledges run along the chamber's north and south walls, accessed by wooden ladders. At the far end of the chamber, the floor drops into a pit, the top of a ladder just visible at its edge. Scattered across the floor of the room are a number of bedrolls and assorted personal possessions, including, a strange, including strangely, a number of dressmakers' dummies, some of them child-sized. The low, haunting melody of a woman singing carries through the chamber still. Fishy, fishy, going in the dishy. And it's coming from the pit. So is this like where the children are kept and raised? Make a perception check. Freya's very worried about these children. I rolled a natural 20 for a 34. Okay. Freya, you can actually see up above one of the ledges what look like several cribs. It does look like this might be an area where children are raised. And then the, the bedrolls you see are probably where adults sleep. Is there anything further we could learn if I had rolled a 46. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, not from this vantage point. Got it. If you want to go into the room, I'll roll that over. Yeah, we, we, I'd be going in the room, I would imagine. Sure. So you go in the room, and the air is almost thick with this dust. You can see from the illumination in the ceiling just like particulate flying by. Uh, and and you continue to kind of it it like clogs your throat kind of gums up your saliva as you breathe it in but it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's hurting you kind of makes sense then probably why uh 
all of their... Unless you're allergic to dust, in which case. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this f- might uh, give us some sort of timeline to how long ago that whoever... How long it's been since there has been anyone here? There's so much dust around. Yes, curious, considering how close all of those scum were living to this chamber that a lot of this seems undisturbed. In quite some time. Matumbe, you make your way over to one of those dressmakers' dummies. Mm-hmm. And... Upon closer inspection, it's a desiccated, bleached corpse. Nope, absolutely not. The skin is stretched and papery, and when you reach out and touch it, it crumbles to dust entirely, and then you realize what you've been breathing. Oh, That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, and Tsumbe knows this. What's What size are these? You, did you say they were? There are several. There's about 12. Mm-hmm. Six of them look like adult size. And then the other ones range from as small as a baby to as big as a like 12 year old. Yeah, seeing the the smaller ones, I mean, Matumbe's shoulders just drop and uh, kind of the the wind goes out of them a little bit. But I think he kind of keeps it to himself and just lets the people that aren't picking up on this live on in blissful ignorance of how horrible this is. Sure. So just a question, just so that I want to make sure that we all understand the right thing. Is Matumbe the only one who truly understands what these are? Unless we get closer, because I thought. Yeah, unless the rest of you are investigating them, I'm having Matumbe do this investigation. The rest of you see them as dressmakers, dummies. Matumbe maybe Matumbe maybe just like thought something was strange about them and went up to one. Gotcha. That's why I want to make sure I'm reacting appropriately. Yeah, and and um, my thought process isn't that like I'm the Matumbe's trying to hide anything from anybody but it's just like you you know if if you've got like a kid and like you see and you're like driving by like a a car wreck or something and there's like a body out there you cover your kid's eyes and if they ask Mm -hmm. you what happens you're just like no nothing there was an accident you're fine Yep. like you don't just like you don't need to see you don't need to have this trauma that I have I don't need to share this with you Mm mm-hmm I do need everybody that's not Matumbe to make a will save. Okay. 23. 23. 19, unless it's mind affecting or disarming me or stealing from me or shadows. Okay, it's mind affecting. 26, uh, but it goes up to a 28 if this is a spell or spell-like ability. Then I have a 23. Okay. Matumbe, Eclipse, and Air Bear, just note this somewhere. You have a minus four penalty to all will saves. Excuse me? What? Your characters don't feel as if they've been affected by anything. Freya doesn't feel she's been affected by anything either. Okay. I'm sorry, what did Air Bear get on his will save? Also a 23. And Matumbe didn't need to make one. Matumbe has already failed on this effect. Yeah, I think this is the thing from earlier. Oh, the col- no. The, uh, the thing in the well. Oh, whatever that no. was. Freya's the only one who can leave. All right, well, uh, oh. at least we'll be together. <laughs> if we find any more kids, Freya's going to take them back by herself. Yeah. There is the matter of the singing coming from the pit. I feel like if we don't see anyone in the beds or the cribs, we'd probably make our way 
closer, or maybe we could have someone stealth over to take a peek inside. Sure. Hey, Barry, you want to stealth over? Can certainly try. 20. 20. You make your way over, peek your head over this ledge, and you see the figure of a gaunt yet alive woman almost all of the color is drenched from her hair and her skin and she's huddled over a swaddled I mean it looks like a a baby swaddled there and she keeps singing this fishy fishy song and you notice this eerie kind of faint glow coming off of her is the glow coming from a specific item or object or is it hidden enough to where I I just briefly looked over the edge and wasn't able to pinpoint it's like it's coming out of her It's like it's emanating through her almost translucent skin. All right. I I would uh, whisper that to the rest of the rest of the party. And Uh, I I guess we we might ask, uh, does does you say there's a woman in there? Yeah, there's also what looks like to be uh, the figure of a child. I did not see the uh, a s- specific uh, thing, but uh, certainly a wrapped blanket in a woman's arms. I, I, I wonder if this is some sort of mother from the town who has a, a baby and is being kept here in captivity by the scum. If that's the case, we have to help them. They've survived down here with all these horrible creatures. Does anybody in particular want to open a dialogue with this lady? Want to take point? I was wondering if maybe Eclipse should take a look uh, with uh, her new spirit friend, if maybe they could recognize this woman as like someone from the town. I think this could potentially be Lorna. I mean, that makes sense, but at the same time, He's been dead for long. So, but if it was if it's Lorna, Lorna, it makes sense. And so that's where like you sold me there. I I Eclipse can try to be as stealthy as possible to go over and take a look. That's not great for me, but we'll try. It doesn't appear she even like you guys are talking to each other at this point. She's not like looking up. She's continuing to sing. Okay, so I'm saying stealth is unnecessary. I, I hear you. I hear you now. So then, would would he have any recognition? He exits the doll and peers down. Um, she she looks like an Ilmarsher to me. Not anyone I recognize. I mean, look at her skin. She's probably. Never seen the sun. So it, at least she's not, you know, Lorna. We just don't know who or what she is. We should try to help her. She's not in a good state from the looks of it. Are you looking down at her too? Uh, yeah, Freya will come around to the edge. Freya, you can you can make me a heel check. All right. Considering this is a, a probable mother with a child, she gets a plus two bonus. <laughs> so that goes up to a 24. Okay. With a 24, this looks bad, but you kind of get glimpses around. You see what's going on with like her hair and her skin. And you see that like her eyebrows and eyelashes have completely fallen off and you realize 
this looks like an advanced version of whatever Matumbe is going through right now. Oh no. And we had, I think Freya tried to diagnose him before and she couldn't really figure out heads or tails of what to do to try to help him. No, it's some kind of affliction. Do I still have my hair? I forgot about the losing hair thing. Does Did Air Bear just become a naked rat? <laughs> no. Okay. If anything, I'd want to be a naked mole rat. Well, that would change your species. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, so you said there is a ladder that goes down into this pit. About how deep is it? Pit's about eight feet deep. Oh, that's not too bad. No, it's not too bad. She's just kind of huddled up, so you wouldn't have seen her from... You kind of have to look in. Freya looks to the party, saying, We can't just leave her here. I have to at least try to help. And then uh, Freya's going to call out louder to the uh, woman and child. Are you doing all right down there? We can offer you assistance. She kind of stops her singing and looks up. My baby's so happy. The pretty colors down the tunnel will make everything all better. Have you seen the colors yourself? My baby is so happy. We gotta make her big and strong. When daddy comes home, she'll be able to swim, swim along. I'm a pretty skilled midwife. Can I take a look at your child? Her face sours at that. You're not like anyone I've ever seen. My baby's so happy. The pretty colors would make everything all right. Oh my God, because she's never seen other humans. Because she was, she was given as a baby. Whoa. Never seen sunlight. Well, I'm sure this won't be traumatic for her as an enlarged Matumbe <laughs> glances over the side like they like an, like a titan looking over the wall in Attack on Titan. Yeah, but Shaq smile. <laughs> That's true. And if the baby saw that, kids love Shaq. No, I'm I'm, I'm not gonna do that. He's gonna he's gonna he's hang back. back. Yep. Herbera is inherently skeptical. This looks a lot like. Uh, the wagon, the wagon wheel trap. Freya in her mind is definitely worried about this woman and uh, the fact that she's so fixated on her very happy baby that I don't think has made any sort of noise that we've perceived. Can I get a better look at the child uh, now that we're actually like conversing or has she not really turned around the other thing I, I swaddled up against her I was gonna say the other thing I want to point out is she said uh she we know that scum are not female they have to get their females from the town this baby like and a first she ever born out of a scum well you know Lyra scum, yeah it was Lyra and she was like destined so it just makes me kind of Uh, is rolled really high on scum things. They can have male and female babies with females of other species. Would the female in that case be the... Be the other species. The other species. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I I don't want to lead you down the wrong path. You'd know enough about scum to know that the babies are... Either they're scum babies and they're male. They don't really need to be raised. Or they're... Female babies. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, gotcha. I think the squad needs to pile out for a second. Talk about what we're going to do, because this lady doesn't want to come. Sure. Oh, yeah. If you leave the ditch and leave her eyesight, uh, within a couple seconds, she's right back to singing that nursery rhyme. Can Matumbe... So we're in the powwow. Yep. And Eclipse is going to turn to Matumbe. Matumbe, do you know why she was glowing? Ooh, that's a very good question, Eclipse. Let me think on that. Is there a knowledge check I can roll? Spellcraft? Spellcraft, maybe, maybe I know. Yeah. 
Uh, well, you haven't detected magic on her or anything. True. I could I could go to the coroner and and hit her with the detect magic and all of my uh, detect alignments too, which I haven't busted out Ooh, in a long yeah. time. Let's do that. All right, so I'll go up to the coroner. Hello, miss. <laughs> Just making sure you are healthy from a distance. My baby's very happy. Uh, I'm very glad to hear that. I, I am a father of of, of three, and uh, I know... Pretty colors down the tunnel will make everything all better. I, I am also a fan of colors. That's good. I, I am going to go investigate those colors very soon, but I need to make sure you're safe before we leave. Is that okay with you? This will be completely non-invasive. The baby's so happy. Okay. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, detect magic. Detecting magic, you don't detect magic on her. Wow, okay. Um, alignments, and I'm going to hit all four of them. Yeah, chaotic. That's it? That's it. Interesting. Nothing, nothing magical and no, nothing that really stands out to me as odd. Now you only notice one aura with the detect alignments, but you would know well enough that a baby is normally true neutral. Yeah. Makes sense. He relays that to the party. Frankly, I, she keeps talking about these colors. I wonder if that in some way hasn't affected her mind. Maybe we go investigate further and come back. She seems to be no threat to us. She's certainly not evil. I'll let you try and put two and two together here with a dungeoneering. All right. You're on your own. Um, oh, actually, I have one point in dungeoneering. I'm going to try to <laughs> aid. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking Do about. Do you guys have point uh, the spell uh, detect life? That's what I was going to say. Can't Freya, like, sniff out life or something? <laughs> yeah. We haven't figured out if this baby is even there yet. Freya throwing up an aid? Uh, yes, she does. Just barely. All right. 33. 33. Uh, 35. It's a monster. 35. <laughs> well, 33, because you're trying to figure out what's going on with her glow. Uh, you definitely know it's not the glowing fungus in this room. It's got to be, I mean, something looking at her, she looks drained. Got it. And I think with the with the help of Freya and Freya having already tried a medicine or tried a heal check on her, um, you know that she, like, it looks like her ability scores are completely drained. Like, not all of them, but I don't know how in real world, like, she just looks like she's had some of her life force sucked out of her and you know for a fact after conversing with her a little bit that she's gone insane there's her mind is broken she's not responding to your questions well she's repeating things she seems to be on this like this nursery rhyme over and over again loop which probably makes you worried about the baby. Absolutely. Uh, but you, I mean, you really can't, you can't pin this on an effect that you know of. Ever since we have stepped foot in Undiamede Manor, I have felt odd happenings tug at the fringes of my sanity. I'm wondering if her time here has subjected her over and over to these poles and it has unraveled what lies in her mind. She has been talking about some pretty colors an awful lot. Can we see which all the colors come from? Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like at least this glow that you're seeing from the fungus continues in the uh, the more southern passage. Okay. The one that's got the like snake looking things on it. Yeah, that, that's to denote that the passage actually goes for a long way. Oh. Oh. So oh, it's like a break on a graph. So, like, you can see, like, 60 feet down the passage, and it just keeps going. Gotcha. I say we just go. Freya can't just leave this potential child in limbo like this. Yes, you can. But Svea 
Afik, they are only uh, going to get hurt if they are going to be, if we come upon anything. I'm not saying she has to come with us. I'm saying I have to know if that child's alive. Just like we will check on the horse, we will check on the child and the prospective child and her when we come back. We're already safe the horse and one child. Who knows if we'll come to the same fate as we go down further into this tunnel. Freya, are you sure this is a rock you want to look under? Right now, we're not sure of the child's fate, but would it help you knowing it's dead? Would that change what we do? I could move on with a free conscience if I know there's no help in this child, but if there's a chance I can do something to help it, I won't know until I get a closer look. So what, if this, if she's insane, what are you going to do to help it besides what, kill her and take it? That's not going to work. I can at least try something, some healing, just to buy it some time until we can come back. But we know that she is chaotic. Okay. I assume Matumbe would have at least let us know. But that doesn't mean anything good or bad. Okay, <laughs> but swirls about it. Does that mean that we can't predict she what she will do? She feeds her baby formula on an erratic schedule. <laughs> I do tend to be a little bit more strict with my schedules, but that doesn't mean this child or this mother should die. If she is already insane, is there any saving her? We're wasting more time talking through this. Let's just let Freya go down, see what's going on, and we cover her from above. I will put away my wakazashis and take out my longbow. Sure, Freya heads Ready down. Ready acid splash. So, <laughs> right before she goes down, um, true seeing would not necessarily, like allow me are you thinking about burning a true seeing on this well it lasts minutes per level okay i won't do it she freya's gonna <laughs> slowly uh she'll slowly start climbing down into the pit uh and be kind of trying to watch this woman to make sure she's not like getting um like visibly upset as freya like climbs down there she doesn't seem to even really react to you okay uh uh this pit doesn't look like it's very big uh now that she's on the same level can i do another perception check on the child sure i rolled a one so that's a 15 yeah the baby's head is like the it's completely swaddled and the face is facing the girl so you can't really get a look at it and she can't hear any noise or anything that it's making nope it hasn't made any noise you're gonna have to go up to the mom all right Freya's going to approach the woman and she offers offers some magical boosts so she says walking towards this woman You've been saying your baby's so happy. Can I add to that and give it a little touch of good and make sure she's the happiest baby around? Pretty colors down the tunnel will make everything all right. What's wrong then if the colors have to fix it? My baby's so happy. So very happy. Can I just see her happy smiling face? It would bring me so much joy. Don't touch my baby. I'm not gonna touch her. I just want to see that smiling face. My baby's so happy. So happy indeed. Do you have any cantrips of a visual effect? Uh, 
No. No, like dancing light. Clerics aren't flashy like that. Come on. No, I have stabilize. I got light. Regular old light. I'm just thinking, do we kind of fuck with her head a little bit? Wow. Truly an evil character. (laughs) I mean... Let's fuck with the insane person. I don't mean it. I mean, like, we want to make sure baby... I mean, she's she's like a commoner. You could easily wrestle this baby away with. From I her. understand. I guess what's better? Take the baby. What's what is the motherly instinct telling Freya? So Freya's primary goal here is to protect this child, uh, and Freya didn't see all of the dead bodies up above. I really wish I did have an ability to detect life. Uh, right now you're really wishing for Nana Opal's sent children. That would be so helpful. <laughs> to be fair, that one doesn't specify living or dead, does it? It does. <laughs> that got me good. <laughs> Nana Opal just swoops in. Smells like a dead baby. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Take it. I'm out. That's one live baby. I'm coming in. Ooh. I only eat whole live oh, children. Eerie. That's that's a very live baby. <laughs> well, that one's dead. <laughs> that one's dead. <laughs> Poor dear. Want a cookie? Um. All right. Freya's not going to wrestle the child away for this woman, but she does carry out her touch of good or at least attempt to so she's going to reach out to the bundled child and try to cast a spell that only affects creatures or a a spell like ability um, trying to uh, give this child a touch of good so she reaches out to the child if you reach out and touch the child the woman shrieks at you and bites your outstretched forearm. Nice. Oh no. Does she get a disease? disease? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Jesus, you're poisonous essentially. Yep, that's not good. I was gonna assume you had armor on, but. She's got gloves. I guess you only Um, have a breastplate, right? uh, Yeah, I have a breastplate. She is wearing gloves, uh, I guess depending on where she bites. Yeah. Uh, In this commotion though, the baby slips and lands on the ground. No. And the woman shrieks again, and you hear a bunch of tiny cracks. No. Little bones, brittle, breaking. And through the front of the um, swaddle, you see the baby's almost looks like a paper mache baby doll. It's its eyes long dusted. Like dehydrated? Uh, like if you were to have put a, a dead thing in in like salt for a very long time? Yeah, I mean like to Matumbe it would look just like the doll forms. And this is part of the like the woman is like halfway to that stage. Like, the way she's looking? Like, does it seem like a progression? Like, it goes from Matumbe losing his hair to this woman, like, colorless, and then dried, dead husk? You think so, but what doesn't make sense to you is why this woman is alive. Mm. Presumably, she's been here just as long as everyone else. Freya, I think you should get out of there. She beats her fists on you uh, before, like, she kind of goes blank and stony and turns over the baby, picks it up. Fishy, fishy, going in the dishy, make me big and strong, so when daddy comes home, I can swim along. And then she, like, notices you. My baby is so happy. Freya's head just hangs and her face drops and she looks back at the woman. There's nothing I can do to help. And Freya's going to go back up the ladder and rejoin the party. Jesus Christ. 
Oh. So when Freya rejoins the party, she's uh, in poor spirits. We can move on. I'm done here. So you wanted to be in the front? Yeah? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this seems like a good time. <laughs> I think you're still best suited for the job. So you head down this winding tunnel and you see illumination coming from the end of it, not caused by any fungus, you think. It seems to permeate even the bends and the turns as you wind through this 250-foot tunnel. And you find yourselves in an open cavern, a dead end. You see what you can recognize as corpses of scum littering this room, bleached white and thin on their bones. And then you see something unlike anything you've ever seen. A color that your mind can't quite grasp on the fringe of your sanity, where sanity and madness meet. An undulating force. A color that's not quite real. Something beyond space, beyond time. It radiates floating in the center of the room off the ground its shape continually changing and reforming and changing again this color out of space and everybody but Freya's eyes go wide it's beautiful you fall to your knees the pretty color will make everything all right. I need everyone to make me a will save. Holy shit, Griffin. I have one good card left. I wonder if I should use it now to not go insane. I need to use resolve. <laughs> what a shock. I... Have no doubt that things are going to go poorly. I'm just gonna go ahead and throw a on this end, on this shit roll. Griffin, this is mind affecting, by the way. Uh, that's a fifteen. A fifteen. I got a natural twenty for a twenty-eight. Because Wait. of that fucking negative four. It's still a negative 20. I know, but yeah, that's just... Auto-successful. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm just so worried. It's a big, bad thing. Uh, all right, I had an 11. Then I, uh, I used a couple inspiration points to roll an extra D6, which I did max out, which takes me to a 17, which... Not, uh, good. not good at all. That's really not good. Hopefully no. it's a low save. Uh, Freya, I did not use my good card. She got a 23, um, and if this is a spell or spell-like ability, that's a 25. Okay. Air Bear and Matumbe, you fail. You take 10 points of sanity damage. Oh, shit! Ouch. You two succeed. You take five points of sanity damage. Now, now, Griffin. That's does that is that's not that's not how that works, Griffin. Where does this put everybody in comparison to their I know it hits almost everyone's sanity threshold, except maybe Eclipse. Freya, do you have a Plus five. I do. So if I take plus five, does that like meets beats my? Let's see. 
didn't we have some weird thing with our thresholds too where like hero lab's a little lower than we're playing it yeah we're yeah. playing it as yeah. your 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 highest mod or something yeah we're saying your sanity threshold is your highest mod yeah because like mine says plus five but it's actually so a plus the bonus seven. of your highest mental ability score yeah. minus any ability damage and for our purposes we are going to include any pluses you have on so that definitely beats Air Bear's sanity threshold that definitely beats Matumbe's sanity threshold how about for Freya uh, so that meets her sanity threshold. When you experience a sanity attack, if the sanity attack from that dam or sanity damage from that attack equals or exceeds your uh, sanity threshold. All right. Okay. And for Eclipse. So we are not including though, like what I gain, which is a hundred percent temporary from my spirits, right? If it lasts all day, just include it. Okay, so then a four, so that does go over. Okay. How about, where does that put everybody in comparison to their edge? Half of your combined ability scores. My edge is 23, I'm currently at 33. My edge is 22, I am currently at 27. Talking threshold or edge? Because my edge is 18. Your edge is 18. What's your sanity damage right now? 14. 14. Ooh, so you get oy. you get a lesser madness. You have taken Eclipse. How much sanity damage? 33? No, that's how much sanity I have left. I've taken 14 sanity damage. And, and my edge is 23. And your edge is 23. Okay. Batumbe, what's yours in that? Yeah, I I have I have I'm still above my edge. I'm 27 remaining, edge 22. So I should be taking a lesser, I believe, with that hit of 10. So with that 10, you are at how much sanity damage? Um, at 17 total. Okay. Everyone right now is taking a lesser. All right, Freya's edge is 23, and she has taken 16 points of sanity damage. I need you each to roll me a percentile. Thirty-nine. Thirty-eight. Hey! Same insanity. Eighty-nine. Sixty-five. Okay. Matumbe and Eclipse are both in a fugue. You don't know this yet, I suppose, Freya, but you will be experiencing night terrors. Lovely. And Air Bear has a phobia of the pretty colors in front of him. I'm going to call it a phobia of extra planar beings of the dark tapestry variety. I would like to talk for a minute about how absurd it is that the two men and the clips got fugue. It's very good. So the description of fugue is that a character suffering from fugue cannot remember things. Her name and past are all equal mysteries. While the character can build new memories, she has trouble accessing those gained before she was inflicted with this madness. While a character is in a fugue state, they can still speak and read any languages you know, but don't lose any of your skills, feats, or skill ranks. But you don't remember how you learned those things, and is also surprised when using complex abilities. The two highest intelligent, <laughs> longest history characters God. Well, don't worry, because the color out of space appears in the center of the room, and you likely won't have to bother with that, because you likely will be rolling a new character. Finish your drinks. We'll see you in a week. I knew it.
Mid-East Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.